Welcome like back them. to the episode of Unscripted with Jocelyn Kibbe. Today's episode is very interesting. I have my first call-in <laughs> guest. We're going to be discussing his entrepreneurship. He is the founder and the developer of Coast to Coast app, which is a very interesting pickup game application where you're able to earn points and credit and essentially money um, just for doing things that you do on a daily. Um, we're going to be talking about how to quit your day job, get into some hot takes about the NFL, NBA, potentially talking about Nike and um, other things. Um, I want to give you a chance to go ahead and, you know, say who you are, where you're from, and, you know, just break down Coast to Coast. What is Coast to Coast and why should people get into it? Hi, hi everybody. How's everyone doing? Um, my name is Cornell. I'm actually from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I started Coast to Coast because I wanted an app that actually rewarded users for playing pickup sports. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. What Coast to Coast actually does is it allows you to get paid for playing your favorite pickup sports. Uh, right now, we actually support basketball, football, and soccer. So that means anytime you actually play any pickup sports, whether that be at a park or a YMCA or even at LA Fitness, anytime you actually use the app, you actually get paid for it. So it's actual money, or is it like, do I like connect my Cash App to it? How does it go? So, so there's actually a different way. There's a bunch of different ways that we ask, actually give you to earn. Um, a couple of different examples of what you could earn. You could earn like a $10 gift card to Nike. You could earn um, a free burrito at Chipotle or a free smoothie at Tropical Cafe Smoothie. As the bigger the app gets, the more rewards we actually offer, but the rewards are not capped. So, for instance, um, every time you actually use the app, you earn what I like to call credits. And credits, a set amount of credits equals a set of rewards. So, if you were actually to get 200 credits, that would equal $10 to Nike. If you had 400 credits, that would be $20. We don't cap the reward, so it's not like, oh, once you get the $10, you have to wait a month. No, the more you play, the more you earn. So what exactly inspired um, you to be able to create this app? I know you're a former athlete. Talk a little bit about that. Did you go to the league? Well, um, I graduated high school when I was actually 16 years old. Um, my parents were both Marines, my dad for 20 years, my mom for four years. So besides beating my butt every day, um, they installed, a, I guess you would say, a strong sense of purpose and will to get things done. So I actually played football um, down in Florida, but I actually drove out to California to play at a college called Laney. It's located in Oakland, California. So when I was actually out there, I, I noticed that I couldn't just find a pickup game of football, um, you know, just by, like, looking at a park. Because basketball is kind of easy. You can yeah. drive from court to court, mm -hmm. and you, you see people playing. Right. Uh, but football, it's almost always Sunday. Exactly, exactly. It's almost always Sunday. It's almost you have to be at the perfect time to catch somebody. And I just thought, well, why isn't there an app that I could just take out my phone and I could find any game of any sport, and everyone knew about it. That's the key. Um, there is actually a competitor out there called Hoop Maps, but the problem is nobody on the right side of Texas knows what Hoop Maps is. And I felt like we as athletes should come together, and it should be just as known as YouTube. You know, video developers and filmographers, they have YouTube. Um, you know, models and entertainment industry, they have Photoshop. Whereas I, I feel like it's time for athletes to have their own app. Yeah, definitely. So what position did you play in football? I, I played running back. Okay, so you so you could admire Saquon's uh, Barkley's run this Sunday. <laughs> well, being a Jaguar fan, I can't admire it too much. But... You know what? Actually, we have to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so speaking of sports. I got to the You said what? I said I got to rep the Jaguars. Come on now. Uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey was running to his mouth too much, though. He didn't even win the matchup against OBJ, if you ask me. But I don't know. Maybe I have a bias. Um. <laughs> So speaking of sports, let's let's talk about um, let's just do a hot take. So give me your all-time let's just say five mm, 
Should I go NFL or NBA? I'm gonna go NFL first. Give me your top five players. Now, am I allowed to show my personal bias on this, or I just have yeah, to go? Do what you do. That's scripted. Well, first off, I have to give a shout out to Fred Taylor. Um, that was my inspiration. That's the whole reason I played running back. He was a whole decision by my number. Uh, I love I love uh, watching Fred Taylor play growing up. So obviously he's number one. Um, I guess number two would be Barry Sanders. I'm only five seven. Uh, I lie and tell people I'm five nine. Don't let me lie to you. I'm five seven. <laughs> um, and he was a very short running back. So he's definitely in my top five. Um, if we're talking about straight football, Tom Brady, he's the GOAT, the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, and then you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to. Aaron Rodgers will lucky be my favorite. Go ahead, finish. My bad. Well, see, I covered him. He's just number four. He's behind Brady. Brady has six Super Bowl rings. I, you, can't, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you can't, but did he really? Ugh, I just feel like the Seahawks, that, that whole Super Bowl, the Brady shouldn't have won. But same thing with the Falcons. Like, But then again, you know, Faye was on his side. But, but, yeah, that's that's a whole nother debate. That's yeah. a whole nother calling if you yeah. want to have me back. <laughs> and then I guess number five would be Peyton Manning, of course. So let's talk about NBA. Who are your top five players okay. in the NBA? Oh, well, we know number one is going to the GOAT. Who is that? LeBron. Everybody has a different GOAT. You said your GOAT was LeBron? <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> Don't say he's a GOAT off the court, most definitely. And you know what's, what's crazy about it is that LeBron, I was actually a Jordan fan growing up. I wanted to play basketball. The problem was, I stopped growing at 5'7", and I was like, wait, is that it? I was like, oh, okay, well, then let's switch to football. So um, I would have to go top five. If we don't want to go out of any order, we got Kobe, of course. Okay. We got LeBron. We have Jordan. And then we have, hmm, I guess you would say, I would say Magic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to give the last spot to maybe uh, um, Shaq. How do you feel about... Um, the NBA contracts are getting all these hundred million dollar contracts plus the sponsorship endorsements, things like that. Um, a lot of people, you know, people like teachers, doctors, things feel like um, the way that this industry is working is unfair. That people who are saving lives are making not minimum wage, but you know their salaries are not as um, sufficient or substantial. Um, and there are people who are playing basketball who are making hundreds of millions. So, what are, what are your thoughts on that? It's a touchy subject, and once you go into that subject, you have to look at war versus value. And um, a lot of people are closed-minded. A lot of people say they're open-minded, but they're really not open-minded. What they're open-minded to is you hearing their opinion, and if you don't agree with it, you're on the wrong. So you have to understand that when you go to talk about these subjects. Um, The market dictates what you get paid. If nobody watches basketball, the contracts will go down. If nobody watches football, the contracts will go down. The fact that it's an entertainment industry, if you take away that money that the athlete is making, who is it going to? It's going to the billionaire owners. No one complains when the owners um, up their contracts. They up their, they up their salary. But when a player looks around and he looks and he's like, I'm not getting the match, but without, without me on this team, this team would tank. No, any actual more money, people, they, they, they um, what am I trying to say? They make him the villain. Uh, they say, oh, he's selfish. Oh, he's not caring. However, it's your job. If you if you are a top five radio broadcast company in the U.S., but you're getting paid top 20, wouldn't you look to branch out and be like, look, I need more money because uh, more users tune into me than 80% of the country, and you're paying me like I'm in the bottom 50%. It's the same thing for an athlete. But a lot of people don't like that because they look at their job, and they realize that they're like, oh, I'd be happy with a million dollars. However, you don't have a million-dollar body. But the market, first off, pharmaceuticals is a billion-dollar industry. That's already one. Everybody is sick. So, you know what I'm saying? So, the market size, is it is there. 
I mean, I feel you, but I don't because I know that the size is damn near equal. I feel like more people die or go to the hospital than they watch basketball, you know? So it's like they have that market. So where True. Is let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question but regarding that then. Okay. okay, so let me ask you this right now. If you're a doctor and you're, you're a, a well-known surgeon, people like your work, you're a good surgeon at a good hospital, and you say, I want, uh, I want a 30% pay increase. But there's another person who might have maybe 10, 10 less successful surgeries under their belt, under their resume, but if he hires them, he'll take your salary hands down. That's a situation in itself. And he says, I'm not paying you. I might give you a 5% increase. However, I'm not going to give you what you want because there's another surgeon who's a little bit slightly less green behind the ears, but he can do your job. Now, let's take this situation. LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers, if he says, I want a 30% salary increase, and it's within something that Cleveland can provide or I'm leaving, is there another LeBron James that will come to Cleveland and do what he does? Mm-mm. Well, That's the market. It's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's, uh, I know it's like <laughs> it's like you're fighting with your morale, essentially. Like, yeah, we're looking at the numbers, looking at the stats, but then we're looking like, dang, like you're really a heart surgeon and you're making, what, what do they make, 200000 a year? Or is it more than that, 300000 I'm not sure. Oh, don't ask me because I'll look at the numbers. <laughs> All right, so enough of that. Let's go into Nike. Now, Nike has done something very controversial. They have made Colin Kaepernick the face of their 30-year anniversary campaign, and it has caused a lot of – flames i should say <laughs> a lot of people are burning their nikes they're burning um nike gear nike shoes nike hats everything nike um in protest um to colin kaepernick being the face what are your thoughts on that um my thoughts on that are people people see what they choose to see but they don't always see the truth um kaepernick Kaepernick, Ka- Kaepernick originally started his protest by sitting down during the national anthem, and people were grossly offended by that. They were, they were outraged. And a, he, a soldier actually reached out to Kaepernick mm-hmm. and said, you know, he's fighting. He, he's fighting overseas to protect, you know, our home front. And the soldier actually gave him, to summarize the story, the soldier actually gave him the advice that he should kneel instead of sit down. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people choose to ignore that. It's funny, I was having a situation where these um, nice ladies were asking me that same question, how do I feel about it? And when I said that part of the story, they refused to believe me, even though I showed them the news article that, I, um, that that was published in. They don't, people don't want to see that. Colin Kaepernick is not protesting the flag. He's protesting the unarmed shooting of minorities in America. Yeah, everyone who's been... You know, everyone profiled. Exactly. Colin has the most respect for the troops um, than anyone. He said he respects the troops, and that's why he took time to meet with that soldier who wrote him that letter suggesting that he kneel, and they came to that conclusion. However, people think he's protesting the flag, which he has repeatedly said, that is not what I'm doing, but people refuse to not believe the narrative. All they think about is disrespect. They're more mad about this than they're mad about unarmed people getting shot down by the police. Yeah. Or more mad about school shootings. Exactly. There's no protest against all of the shootings that happened within this last year. So, I don't know. So, and then it's like, oh, it's not a race thing. It's a, a respect thing. And it's like, okay, so we're respectful. So, now what is the issue? You know, essentially, it's like, it's it all boils down to that. And I'm trying to figure out what is the, I mean, you know what the issue is, but it's better when you hear it. You know, I just want, I just want somebody to just be honest. Like, yeah, I don't care. You know, <laughs> like, I don't like you. <laughs> I just want somebody to just go ahead and say that. So, I can just... Not be at ease, but ah, finally, like you finally said it. Essentially, 
Um, but a lot of people they're they're on, they're on both sides with Nike or not both sides. They're they're ambiguous about Nike's actual um, motive because it's been you know allegedly Nike is involved in investing or being a part of or profiting from um, the prison industry. So people are feeling like maybe Nike is just making a business move or is Mike is Nike's morale there? You know what do you think? Do you think that Nike is just thinking about their money or thinking like you know what it's time for us to do something right? Let's go ahead and do this and you know we really we have a, we have a, a moral was it moral compass or consciousness whatever the word is? What do you think? the side Nike's on? Oh, it's a business move. It's a business move, no doubt. It's it's nothing, not, not without a doubt, a business move. No company um, in recent history would just throw away millions for no reason. It's a business move. Now, is it a smart business move? Time will tell. But it is 100% undoubtedly a, a business move. So do you think Nike truly cares? Nike cares to an extent. Um, I believe that there's some people in the building that care. Um, there are some people that, you know, genuinely care. But as a business whole, uh, that remains to be seen. Nike CEO, I don't know the, uh, the man or the lady's um, name, but as a company, they've come out and they've made a move and they've stood behind their move, uh, their move um, amidst any backlash. So that's that. Let's go ahead and get back into the coast to coast. Okay, so how how much growth has coast to coast has? When have you started? When did you first start the application? I guess I would say I started uh, doing the initial research and the initial market testing about two years ago. Um, I thought, would would anybody ever like this idea? Would anybody ever, you know, um, vouch for this idea? Um, was the was the idea marketable? Was the idea sustainable? Paying people to play sports essentially means that I'm paying somebody to use my product. How would I sustain that? Um, and when I initially went to investors, I was met with a lot of ridicule. I was met with a lot of, uh, backlash. Um, I was called names. Um, it's just the name of the game. And what I did was instead of getting mad from that, and instead of taking time to be like, whoa, it was me or no one likes my idea. I took my presentation and I retooled it. Whenever someone criticized an aspect of my presentation, I revised it. Um, you have to take what people give you, even when someone is insulting you to your face. You have to take what they say and you have to take it into consideration. Okay, they might use it. They might not have went about criticizing you the best way, in the best way. However, what did they say when they criticized you? How can you make that presentation better? So we started two years ago. Um, it was just me. Um, eventually, I brought a student on board, um, and he's been helping me code it. But when I couldn't get an initial investment for the app, I actually taught myself how to code. When mm. I couldn't find a designer that I could afford, I taught myself to design, mm. um, graphic design. So I t I'm a self-taught coder. I'm a self-taught uh, graphic designer. And every graphic you see when you actually visit my page, when you actually um, look at our Instagram, which is um, Coast to Coast app on Instagram, that was designed by me. I did every single aspect of the project because I couldn't find somebody that could do it for a price that I could afford, being a broke college student, by the way, with loans. <laughs> wow. So that makes it even more rewarding. Even more. And as of now, I own 100% equity of my company. No mm. one else has a slice of pie. No one else has a piece of the company, which is not the position I would have been in if I went to investors. But do you feel like you'll go farther if they had a piece of the pie, or no? You'd think that it... If I had investors at this point, the app would be further along. So it's not a matter of how far can I go on my own. It's how fast would I've got there. If I had the initial investors, Coast to Coast would have been out in time by the spring, which is what my original goal was. However... Once I had the app in front of me in the, screen, in the spring, I wasn't comfortable with re releasing it to the public, even in a beta form, because I wanted the app to be 
almost perfect. I want yeah. you to open Coast to Coast and feel like you have never you have never seen nothing like this before. And I promise users, when they open the app and they experience what I have to offer, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. There's no application that can match us. There is no competition. There's no comparison. I feel that. That's how I am with podcasting. I will not release an episode if I don't feel like it's perfect. Or not even perfect, but just if I don't feel comfortable releasing it. Of course. It's your brand. It's your baby, essentially. Like, you know, like, this is me. This is this is a representation of who I am and what I do. Um, so it's important to make sure that that is perfected to the, the best of your ability. So I definitely can relate to that. So do you have any, like, celebrity backing? Like, are there anybody that, um, you know, is are you connected in regards to, like, NFL, NBA? Or do you have anybody that you would wish, like, if you had to um, to choose somebody to be a brand ambassador for your app, who would it be? If I had to choose a spokesperson, my ideal person would be Fred Taylor. As I said again, um, I, everything I did football-wise in my career was trying to emulate the way he ran, the way he carried himself, very professional, a very um, a very likable person who was all about his business. Um, as far as connections right now, um, I do have back in behind uh, a linebacker up in Canada in the CFL. His name is Terrence Plummer, mm-hmm. um, number uh, 47. He's a dominant linebacker up there, really um, taking that league by storm. Um, as far as anyone else, I have a couple of interested parties right now, but they're kind of just waiting to see what happens. Like, you know how, you know how, like, okay, I like the idea, but how many good ideas do they hear every day? Yeah. Now, how many people are those good ideas executed? Yeah. And out of that execution, how many people move forward once hard times hit? Yeah, there. It sounds good, but you know, when is it? When are you gonna sign that line? Essentially, like, when are you gonna sign your name? Actually, agree to to this movement, to this mission. Exactly. Um, they being NFL players with that amount of income, you have family members coming up to you every single day. Um, I have this brand new idea that is picture perfect. All I need is a twenty thousand dollar investment. I didn't want to be another person like that in their ear. So, where do you see coast to coast to coast in the next, let's say, what three years? In the next three years, I see coast to coast. I see coast to coast in the hands of everyone in America, in the hands of every athlete in America. The best thing about coast to coast is that you can get the full experience of everything I've described free. Coast to coast is available for free. It's also available in a paid version and a subscription version. But I see coast to coast in the hands of every athlete in America and very soon in other countries. And that's a main point why I want, wanted to stress and add soccer because soccer was not in the initial. Planned. However, now soccer is going to be in our initial launch. Mm. And all I can do now is picture a kid in a third world country who does nothing else but kick a ball around in his spare time. And now he knows that the more he kicks that ball, the more he gets out, and the more he gets active, the more he actually earns. Yeah. Are you going to add lacrosse too? I know you said soccer. So, like, is it every sport or just the main sports? Well, there is no main sport. What's your main sport? I can't. I can't tell well, someone what a main. I shouldn't sport say is. main sports. I was. I should say the most <laughs> prominent sports, essentially like basketball, football, soccer. Like, are you gonna add like lacrosse, rugby? You know. As as now, as of right now, we're going to launch with basketball, football, and soccer. We okay. have plans to add sports such as volleyball, such as ultimate frisbee, um, maybe a pool. I've been looking into. So we're definitely going to expand our roster of sports. It's just the initial beta launch being with two developers who are basically both students of the game. Then we have to launch. We have to we have to keep our vision narrowed, yeah. our focus on one. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, so let's go ahead to the topic of the day. So the topic of the day is how to quit your day job to follow your dreams. Um, this is something I've been battling with personally. I'm trying to figure out when do I get out of T-Mobile so I can be a full-time podcaster and actually make this become something bigger than what it already is. So let me just ask you, where did you used to work before you became a, a CEO of your company? Um, I guess I would say uh, I bartended. I bartended a lot at Cheesecake Factory. I bartended at Olive Garden. That was my initial profession. Okay, and so at one moment were you like, I'm tired of bartending, I'm tired of doing this, I want to work for myself? When I said, hello, how are you, my name is Carnell, I'm applying to be a bartender. <laughs> so when you put the application in was when you knew you were done? Uh, yeah, that that was about when I was done. And so, and you, your question was, when did I feel like uh, I was ready? Or are you asking what steps did I take? Or well, we're gonna get into the steps, but I wanted to know, like, when did you like? When was that initial moment? Like, when did you know? You know what? This is not for me anymore. I want to be a CEO. It was never for me. I was never a person who liked holding down a job, um, a nine to five, a four to four. I just, I never liked it. I never saw myself working like that i told my parents that from when i was young and they you know you know parents are like oh you have a right of that but um ever since ever since i knew what working was and how it was basically working for someone else i knew i could never make it like that so what were the steps that you took to basically work for yourself um well the first thing you do when you start a business or you have, you have to get all your finances in order you need to know what is the minimum amount i could bring in a month that I can sustain myself and be happy. Um, luckily for me, I was raised on very little material things. My parents drilled inside of me, material things don't make you happy. Mm -hmm. So I would buy a pair of white shoes and a pair of black shoes, and that's every outfit that I would have. It would match every single outfit that I had, and it was all I needed. Um, I built my people skills up. I, beat my, I built my public speaking up. To this day, I've never put an application in. Um, when I started my training at uh, Cheesecake Factory, uh, some of the other trainees were talking to me about, oh, how they went through a first interview, second interview, third interview, and they got the job. Um, what I did and what I continue to do whenever I look for a job, I go right up there and I say, hey, I have an interview. Um, they, no interview schedule or nothing. I just walk in there, dress like I have an interview, and I say, I have an interview. They'll do two things. They'll interview you on the spot, or they'll reschedule for usually the next day or a couple of days later. I found putting an application in yields no results from my, in my experience. If you go up there and you say you have an interview at a company, at a restaurant, at a store, they're not going to be rude and not dismiss you. They're not going to just dismiss you. They're going to think that it felt, you fell through the cracks and they're going to reschedule you. And that's how I got my job at Cheesecake Factory. That is how I got my job at Olive Garden. That's how I've got all my employment jobs so far. Wow. I'm take that. <laughs> See what you happens. have to. So... How long has it been has it been since you've had a quote unquote day job? How long has it been since I've had a quote unquote day job? I would say it's been a good three three years, three and a half years. And so you've able to, you've been able to make ends meet with just coast to coast. I've been able to make ends with the coast to coast and offer other services. Um, okay. I still am training to play football. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm trying to further my career either in the National Football League or in Canada. Oh, wow. um, what, however, I go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what team would you play for? Or oh, you Jaguars, of course. The what? The Jaguars? Yes, we just beat the brakes off Odell. That, that's that's the only the thing I want to play for. Nothing. <laughs> Twenty fifteen is not beating the brakes. Well, 
considering we lost our starting running back and we have Blake Bortles as a quarterback, I, I think we did pretty well. Plus, Odell Beckham's catches, they were design catches. Odell caught everything underneath. We said to Odell before the game, you are not going to make a difference in this game. So while he did catch 11 catches, I believe, for 111 yards, they were all underneath. They were all to the sideline. He didn't break the break the bank on us with a big play, Do which you was really designed for him. feel like Ramsey beat Odell in the matchup? Like, you think he won that matchup for real? I don't think he won the matchup, but I don't think he lost it. Odell, uh, Ramsey covered Odell around 57% of the time. And against Ramsey, Odell had seven catches for 86 yards. When And Odell got open with a lot of rub routes. And in football, rub route, it's kind of like a pick in basketball. Unlike basketball, foot, picks in, ba- in football are illegal. However, the refs more, more or less let it go if it's not obvious. What they would do is run Odell across the formation and snap the ball, and he would run right in front of his teammate, which his teammate would create a natural pick with Ramsey trailing him. Ramsey would get picked off, Odell would catch a 15, 11, 12-yard ball. However, the double moves and the 67-yard touchdown, we, have, we did not let him do that. Saquon took up that. Let's not forget the two overthrown passes by Eli, though, which could have potentially led to two TDs. But that's another topic, I guess. Of course. <laughs> that's another topic. Anyways, what were you saying? You were saying that you would continue your career in NFL, Canada. Oh, yeah. Basically, I was just telling you about, you were asking about I've been able to make ends meet. Sometimes I offer typing services. I'm a very fast typer. Um, there, there's websites out there where you can listen to a transcript, whether it be a court date, whether it be something government, and you have to actually type it out. I do little things like that, um, review testing. Um, when you review something online, you can review it. It takes about 20 minutes, and they pay you $10 uh, when you finish the test. I might do 10 of those a day and make it easy 100. It takes me a couple hours, not long at all. Okay, so you there, have there are ways out there to make money. Yeah, you have several forms of income, which is very smart. Because a lot of people, they just – I just feel like people don't have an effective way to quit their day job. Like, I just feel like people think that um, success comes with the struggle, which it does, but I think people make themselves struggle because they feel like that is the cheat code to success. Oh, if I sleep in my car um, for five days out the week, I'm going to get that that record label. You know, I'm going to get that contract. You know, and I'm just like, that happens to a few. You know, a few people who go through this major setback actually, you know, come up big essentially like you don't make yourself struggle but I don't I don't know I think people don't have an effective way um to quit because I I don't think I don't find myself quitting right now my job would be a smart move it wouldn't be a smart decision it wouldn't be something that would help me be able it would make my life worse essentially (laughs) financially you know what I'm saying like I don't what would you say is an effective way like how how do you so you have to have savings you said that you have to have some money saved you have to be able to discipline yourself things like that but it's like, how do you quit your day job? It's just like, how do you just, you know what, I'm done. Because I've been watching Insecure, Issa Rae quit her job. You know, I've been getting a lot of signs to quit my job, but I really don't know when and how to quit my job. The first step is to make a plan. You need it all tangible. You need it all in front of you. You need to write down a plan. Um, iPhone note a plan, text it down, it doesn't matter. And the next, the next step is actually making a budget. You need a budget to know where you're spending your money at. You need to uh, allocate all your spending to that budget. You don't go outside of that budget. Everything on that budget is predetermined. You need money for entertainment. You need money for miscellaneous. You need money for emergency. Um, once you can sit, my, my parents were very excellent man, man uh, handling all their funds. They told me, 
before you quit a job, you should be able to sustain yourself for six months if you make zero dollars income. If you cannot do that, you have no business quitting your job. And once you do quit your job, what are you replacing that job with? A lot of people want to become entrepreneurs, and they think that now they're not working nine to five. Well, you're correct. You're not working nine to five anymore. You're working seven to ten. Your hours increase when you become self-sustaining. They don't decrease. But it's a it's a difference because you're working nine to five for somebody else for something that you more than likely do not like to do. Um, working seven to ten for something you love to do is a, you know it's a different type of shift essentially. It's a different type of workload. Of course, of course that and that that is the, that is the most important part. If you're doing something you love, it doesn't sound it, it doesn't feel like work. I am promoting coast to coast. I am really reaching out to the right people. And here's the fill out work. I love hearing people react to my act, whether that's positive or negative. Because in every negative reaction could be something that you can turn into a useful tool. Like, why did he react that way? What threw him off? Was it my tone? When I used to explain coast to coast, it used to take me five minutes just to explain the basic part of the app. And I would lose people. Explaining that 100 times, got it down to three minutes. Another 100 times, got it down to two minutes. Now I can tell you exactly about the app, everything you need to know in under 45 seconds. Mm. That makes your pitch amazing when you go pitch to investors. Would you ever do Shark Tank? Shark Tank is an interesting avenue. The, the, that other competitor I mentioned, Hoop Maps, um, they will actually want Shark Tank. It's what you do after Shark Tank. Yeah. The only problem with Shark Tank is the an, amount of equity that they request. I'm not really comfortable giving that much yeah. away at my company, <laughs> especially yeah. how far I've made it so far without any help. Because they, yeah, Mark Cuban, he want the whole thing. I'll give you $2 million for 60%. Like, no, sir, I don't want to don't wanna do that. So it's, I mean, it's an interesting way to, ex- I mean, I feel like I would do Shark Tank, but I would probably walk away from the deal just to get the exposure. Just to get the exposure. You know, because I feel like that could lead to possible, you know, revenue, of course, users, um, you know, hits on my site, and, you know, things like that, clicks. So I, I don't know. It is it is a great way to promote yourself though, but it's not always effective. I don't. I know. I. So when you do that, go ahead. I said. So when you do that, who's really the shark? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the shark? The gray white. Who's <laughs> 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 the gray white? Alrighty, so that's a wrap for today's show. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, before I wrap my show with a quote, um, any final thoughts? You know, go ahead and let people know about your Kickstarter campaign, um, how to find you, um, and any final thoughts in regards to yourself and Coast to Coast. Yeah, um, our Kickstarter p- campaign is actually launching tomorrow. Um, we're hoping to raise around ten thousand dollars, and if you pledge to our Kickstarter campaign, you'll get a lot of extras. You're gonna get some great apparel. You'll be able to get the app early, and you'll also be able to get the paid version of the app at a hugely discounted rate. Um, you can find this actually on Instagram at at Coast to Coast App. As simple as that. Coast to Coast App, all one word. Um, our Kickstarter campaign is actually in our bio. Facebook page is coast to coast and just keep grinding everyone out there. Please understand that I'm 25 years old. This success was hard, but it was well thought out. So this quote is by Muhammad Ali and he said, or I should say Cassius Clay. He says, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. On that note, everyone have a great time. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, And Cornell, I appreciate you for coming on the show. No problem.